everyone, and welcome to Talk with the Doc, the show where we bring your questions to Providence St. Joseph Health medical experts for insight and information. I'm your host, Mary Renoff, and here with me today is Dr. Blair Davison from Providence St. Patrick Hospital in Montana. Today, we're answering your questions about disciplining children. Remember, everyone, all of our questions come from our listeners via social media. We can be found on Twitter at PSJH and on Facebook under Providence St. Joseph Health. Use the hashtag TalkWithADoc, that's hashtag TalkWithADoc, for a chance to hear your questions on an episode. Before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. Well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Davison. Today we are going to talk about disciplining your children, so tell us, what's the best way to discipline your children? Well, I think there's an important distinction between discipline and punishment, and a lot of times that distinction is lost on parents. And so you really want to be thinking about discipline as separate from punishment. So discipline is an intervention with the intention to improve behavior. I mean, think about how we use the word in other aspects of our lives, right? You know, like, she's got such great discipline. She goes (laughs) to the gym every day. Or... He's so disciplined, he does his homework right when he comes home, you know. And so really to embrace that thought behind discipline, that you're trying to help your child learn good behaviors. Because too often we use discipline when it comes to child rearing interchangeably with punishment. Punishment. Mm -hmm. And punishment is very different. Punishment, by definition, is unpleasant is negative um, and is something that's punitive. And so, you know, separating out, okay, discipline's one thing, punishment's another. So you you specialize in adolescent medicine and psychiatry, correct? Yes. Okay, and how long have you been doing that? Well, for over 15 years now. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Well, then you are the perfect person for this question. Can my pediatrician help me find ways to discipline effectively? Absolutely. You know, pediatricians are experts in child development. And like I just was saying, discipline is such an important part of child development. We all want our children to learn good habits that will serve them well into adulthood. And the foundation starts in childhood. And pediatricians are great sources of information because pediatricians really understand the developmental trajectory. Because what discipline looks like when you're four months, and I'm sure people at home just went like, four months, who is this crazy woman? (laughs) But what discipline looks like at four months versus 14 years are two entirely different things. So pediatricians know what's going to be an appropriate intervention based upon your child's age and your child's developmental trajectory, right? Because not every six-year-old is the same. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think you just started a whole other question. How old do you start disciplining your children? Well, and yeah, so um, probably when you really drill down and think about it, you start disciplining your child shortly after you bring your beautiful bundle of joy home, right? Because some parts of discipline are about setting expectations and helping your child learn how to meet those expectations and what the appropriate behavior is in any given situation. Now, 
obviously infants are infants and most of the most important thing to do with an infant is have a secure attachment and make sure their needs are being met but you're also setting up expectations about schedules and behaviors now once you get out of that first year of life then and probably even before then right you are starting to guide your child in making good and healthy decisions so one of the earliest forms of discipline is set your child up for success so you know we don't want our children playing with knives and lighters <laughs> so don't leave your knives sure, and lighters sure. easily accessible um, but really and truly that's a key thing in disciplining young children is set them up for success help them you know recognize as a parent situations that are going to be challenging for your child and then help them so don't expect a tired or hungry child to behave well you know <laughs> well, it seems like a lot of it's just cause and effect right i mean as an infant you cry and you get picked up you mm-hmm. cry and you get fed and, and cause and effect is, is what you're teaching your child later if you do this action expect this result so it kind of does start from the day you bring them home absolutely and you know uh, one really important thing to recognize as a parent is discipline oftentimes involves consequences and you just want to make sure that the consequence matches the child's developmental stage and you also want to make sure that a consequence never involves taking away something that's actually needed so like like, that's exactly where I was going and you know babies cry and so taking food from a crying baby isn't gonna your your baby isn't going to understand that so you really need to match the consequence with what the child is capable of understanding Um, one of the most challenging aspects of working with children and being a parent is that you know we don't really remember what it was like to be a child we have memories of childhood but our brains have developed past that point of how children think. So we sometimes have very little insight into like, well, wait a second, why did they just run out into the street when I've told them a hundred times not to run into the street? Um, Which is kind of a good point at which to say there are times when we have to lay hands on children For instance, if your child's in imminent danger of harming themselves or harming somebody else, you definitely need to lay hands on your child and get them out of that unsafe situation. But discipline should never involve intentionally striking or physically harming your child. So that was probably the question everybody tuned in for. Is spanking acceptable? And I think you're saying no, no. except for in extreme cases, and it's not really spanking at that point. It's just move, removing them from a situation. Restraint, yeah. So the American Academy of Pediatrics recently came out with new guidelines that states unequivocally that spanking is not appropriate. And not only is it not appropriate, that it's actually harmful. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a really great body of evidence now that demonstrates that children who've had not just physical abuse, but obviously physical abuse, but physical punishment have significant problems 
potentially have significant problems as they age and develop. So for instance, children who were subjected to spanking have oftentimes lower IQs and have decreased amounts of gray matter in their brain. Really? Yeah, pretty startling. And so this this is the evidence that led the American Academy of Pediatrics to issue such a very direct um, guideline about not having spanking as part of discipline or punishment. Um, there are also other really important things to know about spanking, which is that people who get spanked uh, typically misbehave more. That We had a question about that. Does it result in worse behavior or does it result in increased aggression? Both. Both. Mm-hmm. Both. So um, in multiple studies, children who were spanked had more misbehavior, which then leads to more spanking, which then leads to more misbehavior. And the other thing that um, is really important to consider when you're thinking about physical punishment for your child is that it sends a message that part of love is physical violence. Very good point. And that you know, creates all kinds of relationship problems. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. I mean, that's like three or four topics right there. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I always say that I was spanked and I think it was effective, but when I think about it, it really wasn't the spanking because I honestly can remember maybe four or five times in my entire life. It was the disappointment I brought to my parents that they had to spank me because Mm -hmm. they would actually fight over who had to do it. Like you spanked her last time. No, no, it's your turn because neither one of them wanted to spank me. And I think it was for me that the discipline was actually just the look on their face that I had disappointed them was way worse than anything. So I think I would get like one pat on the butt. Like it wasn't even dramatic. Yeah. And, and so there, you bring up a great point about what is good discipline, because you, the spanking wasn't the effective part. Right, right. It was that you realized you had not met an expectation, or that you had um, failed to behave in, agree, in an agreed upon way. And so let's talk about what might be good discipline yes, like yes. you're like you're talking about. So the first thing is catch your children doing things right. Um, positive attention is an incredible motivator for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes there's jokes about that being overdone for participation <laughs> medals or things like that. But day to day You know, every family has their own values and expectations. And when your child is doing something good, acknowledge that and really reinforce that and um, give them that positive attention because humans crave attention, children crave attention. And if they're not getting positive attention, they'll go for negative attention. So, you know, catch your children doing things the right way um, and be very explicit and um, about what you're praising them for. Say, oh, I really liked how you helped me unload the dishwasher, or I really liked how you shared your toy with your brother. This is this should not seem like crazy advice because this is how we train animals, right? And it's how we rehabilitate animals, positive reinforcement. You give them treats when they do good things. You tell them good sit, good. It, 
it's your child, it seems like it should be so logical. Exactly. And similarly, when they're doing something naughty, if they're not going to kill themselves, and I mean that literally, ignore it. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's not going to catch your house on fire, if it's not going to harm somebody else, if they're not going to at risk of hurting themselves, and they're doing something naughty, just ignore it. Because, to the extent that you can, obviously. But um, because negative attention is attention. attention, right. right. And so if the only way your child is getting you to engage is by having you yell at them, they will go for that. Um, but if you can, you know, if they're, oh, um, doing something I'm trying to think of something now I all I can think of is the things that you can't ignore the burning the house down. <laughs> yeah burning the house down don't ignore that but let's, maybe they're just not sharing a toy or yeah something, right? let's say they're not sharing a toy and and so that's a great lead into like what are appropriate punishments so let's say you've got uh siblings who aren't playing well or fighting over a toy take the toy away mm-hmm. and be very intentional say you know you two are struggling here and this is not the way that we play with one another so we're going to put this toy away for and then pick an appropriate period of time and then follow through oh that's That's the big critical Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh that's funny well you talked about kind of of not spanking and then we've talked a little bit about talking to them but one of the questions we got is if i'm yelling at my child is it verbal abuse and does that lead to mental health problems Well, there's yelling like, stop hitting your sister. (laughs) And there's yelling like, stop hitting your sister, you idiot. Uh, So whenever you are correcting, you want to be very direct, explicit, and age appropriate. Um, What constitutes verbal abuse is when you are excessive and when you are demeaning Mm -hmm. in terms of appearance or character or intelligence or shaming. We should not have to say this to people, but okay. Well, the problem with a lot of parenting is we are inclined to parent the way we were parent mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. unless we give it some thought and attention. Well, this is great advice and we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Davison about disciplining our kids. We'll be right back.
back with Talk with the Doc, and today we're with Dr. Davison talking about disciplining our kids. So Dr. Davison, is disciplining your child actually building a stronger bond between you and that child? Well, it can be um, in that we've talked about how discipline is really something that's intended to foster good behaviors and Um, appropriate interactions with others. So in that way, good discipline does foster a good bond because there is that understanding of expectation and appropriate consequences. And that all can go towards security and strength of attachment. That's good discipline. But discipline that is harsh or unfair or is um, abusive in terms of shaming, Mm -hmm. obviously, that's (laughs) not going to lay a great foundation. (laughs) No. And And I think it's not just going to cause problems in the home. It's going to cause problems for your child outside of the home when they engage with others. Sure. Yeah. Um, One question we got was, should I tailor the discipline style to my kid's personality? Because my kids respond very differently. Yes, absolutely. So um, just as we should tailor the intervention to the child's age and development, a thoughtful parent is going to tailor that discipline to the temperament too. Because when you think about your child, you know that they have their own unique um, likes and dislikes, their own strengths, Mm -hmm. um, their own fears. And so trying to not come up with like the most creative and specific punishment, but work with your child. I mean, one very appropriate part of discipline particularly when your children are older, and I'm talking about, oh, um, probably middle school, high school, is to say to your child when they've transgressed, well, what do you think would be an appropriate consequence? And a lot of times, you got to rein your child in because they may be overly harsh on themselves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, that in terms of that's where the real learning from discipline comes like if there has been um, inappropriate action um, or um, an unkindness that really merits discipline you know saying to your child now let's think about this and why don't you tell me what you think Um, that's also a great way for parents to take a time out We haven't yet talked about timeouts, but um, the most critical thing to think about when disciplining children, and certainly when punishing children, is to make sure that as a parent, you feel in control of your own emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are feeling completely undone, that is not the time to embark upon any intervention, you know, and either have your child in a safe place or ask another responsible adult for assistance to give yourself some time. And maybe older, 
as your child is older, you can say to your child, um, I need to take a time out and we'll come back and talk about the naughty thing you just did. Sure. Yeah. I actually had a neighbor show up one time with her child and said, I just need a minute. Can you just watch him? And it really, it turned out to be that situation. She was so upset. She wanted to discipline him. She just needed to take a walk. And yeah. It, but that's what she chose to do. And it was a really healthy move on her part. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And nice to have that. You know, I, I think anyone who has ever been a parent, um, if they can allow themselves to be honest, can recall a time when they were at their wits end mm-hmm. and they needed to step away from sure we've done that in every part of our parenting. life right we have relationships right. as adults where like i just need a break yeah yeah absolutely here's an interesting question how do i encourage my kids to try new things but then also discipline them if they make bad decisions for trying new things <laughs> so that's where it's really important to set your child up for success and be really explicit about expectations um, so it's great to try new things as long as that new thing's not vaping <laughs> um, or, you know, heroin. But um, you want to say what your expectations are for your child's behavior. Mm-hmm. And you want to revisit those. You know, you want to, and, and this is something you do, the continuum of your child's development right because those expectations look different so in some families it might be when you meet a new adult you shake hands Mm -hmm. or when someone's speaking to you you try and look at them in the eye Um, whatever your specific family's expectations or your cultural expectations are you know you want to communicate those clearly before this question, you mentioned a timeout, and one of the questions we got is, how long is too long for a timeout? Yeah, so a great rule of thumb is match the timeout in minutes to the child's age. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if a child is one, one minute. If a child is three, oh yeah, because we haven't talked about the terrible twos on toddlerhood. <laughs> but So a two-year-old, two minutes, three-year-old, three minutes. Um, you know, timeouts, are or can be effective for children who are in middle school and high school, but then the timeout looks different. Mm -hmm. That might be when you say, I'd like you to take 15 minutes and think about what just happened and come back to me when you're in control and let's talk in control of your behavior and talk about what's just happened. What do you think about technology timeouts? Take away a phone, take away a tablet, take away a TV? Yeah, so that would be in the category of a punishment and a consequence. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just gonna state really clearly, no child should have electronics full-time in their bedroom. Um, That's a whole sleep hygiene talk. I don't think adults should either, but okay. True, true that. Um, But, I do think that that can be a powerful consequence, taking away technology. I do caution parents of teenagers that oftentimes um, some technology is critical to peer interaction. So you want to be very careful about the duration that you might take that technology away. But for sure, if if your child loves playing video games, 
and your child has um, kicked the dog Mm -hmm. and caused the dog pain and you may say okay no video gaming for two days or you know that's a reasonable consequence. We could do a whole other episode on video games because they probably learned to kick the dog in a video game they were uh, watching. Let's hope it's just <laughs> kicking the dog and not blowing the dog up. Right? right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, here's a, a great question. My partner prefers negotiating with our children to get them to behave. Is this a bad idea? It feels manipulative to me. Well, um, negotiating can mean many different things to different people. Negotiating can be what I described earlier of asking the child what they think their punishment should be. Um, Negotiating can also be my favorite form of um, discipline or temper tantrum management for a younger child, which is something called a forced choice. So you can say Mm -hmm. something like, we can either go to the park or we can play in the backyard, but we cannot do X, Y, or Z. Or a better forced choice would be, I can either pick you up now, or you can take my hand and we'll walk away. So give them that forced choice. So some people might see that as negotiating. Um, Sometimes negotiating might cross into what some parents argue about as bribery. Mm -hmm. So... Um, If you go to church with us, then we'll go to the ice cream cream store store. after. (laughs) Now look, the world operates on um, doing some things we don't want to do because we get rewarded. A paycheck? Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) where I was going. That's how we show up at jobs. So, you know, I think that leads to a a brief comment on you want to make sure parents are on the same page with discipline and particularly the bigger the intervention you really want to try and have agreement in between parents because it's very natural for children to look for that rift and then split and then that creates all other kinds of problems. So that's a really good point. Would you recommend then that kids ha- or parents have kind of a discipline action plan ahead of time? Because otherwise you're stopping in the middle to discuss how you're going to punish or, or whatever. Is that is that something that parents should do? Oh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, and I also think that one parent shouldn't always have to be the heavy, right? Mm-hmm. right? Now We got that question a lot, yeah. too. My husband always makes me discipline. How is that fair? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not it's not fair. So I think there's circumstances, you know, that are unavoidable if a parent is traveling or if a parent works out of town a lot, that that might create problems. But really, it should be a joint mm-hmm. endeavor because there should be consistent expectations. You know, if dad always lets you stay out until one and the family curfew is 11.30, that sets mom up to, you know, be the bad parent or the not fun parent. And that's no fun for the the mom it really isn't right well this was amazing you uh, gave us a lot of information and wealth of information so thank you dr davison for joining us today on talk with the doc and everyone for listening and sending in your questions Mm